Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not look. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Nope. Well, sort of nope. Bet MGM, all that stuff is true. However, it is KJ Carson, sports machine, Sean Levine. No janks, no Chelsea today. However, we've got a lot of sports to talk about here on the BetQL Network. Happy 2024, KJ. I'm getting old, dude. Like, I remember when I was young, mm-hmm. I couldn't make it up till midnight. So our parents, I'm in the Midwest time zone. I'm in Kansas City. So my parents let me and my sisters stay up and watch the ball drop on the East Coast an hour right. early. We pretended like it was the new year, and we went to bed. Dude, I'm getting so old that last night, I only made it to the Paris New Year, which is like three or four years, or for three or four hours ahead of ours, and then I said goodnight. Did you actually make it to the uh, the ball drop last night? Yeah, I made it to midnight, but I've, like, eliminated the whole watching. Like, because, first of all, Dick Clark is dead, so there's yeah. ro- there's no rocking New Year's Eve with Dick Clark. If there is, then we're in the wrong year. Two, thanks to digital phones and everybody's phones being on time, as soon as my phone turned midnight, I was just like talking to my wife, said Happy New Year, Happy New Year to the daughter. We had our lives, selves a little bit of a drink real quick. It wasn't an alcoholic drink. I don't want anyone thinking I'm giving a 12-year-old some hard liquor, but had the drink, went straight to bed at like 12.10. So Merry New Year to everybody from from Noomsi and from trading places. So Merry New Year to all. And to all, you don't have to watch the ball anymore because technology with your phone just say, hey, it's 12 midnight. So uh, you can't do the countdown on your digital phone. You just go, oh, oh, oh it's midnight. Yeah, let's do, let's do the toast. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I made it to midnight. Yes. You know who had the best finish, I think, to 2023 has to be the Baltimore David Ravens Tepper? and Lamar oh, Jackson. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a few people that had good ones. But, dude, Lamar Jackson, first of all, a week ago, basically walked across the field and took the MVP from Brock Purdy. Purdy was minus 200 heading into that head-to-head matchup. Afterwards, he was more than a 10-to-1 long shot. Lamar became the favorite, and the question was, after yesterday's head-to-head matchup, KJ versus the Dolphins, was Tua going to do the same thing? Was Tua going to play so well that he was the favorite heading into the last week of the season? And the truth is, no. Lamar Jackson, that thing is over with. Five touchdowns later, and that was an old-fashioned butt-whipping, 56-19. to 19. Dude, I knew that Baltimore was the best team in the NFL. I didn't know they were a great team, and I'm starting to think they are. Well, I've known it for a while. I have an uncle who maybe about six or seven weeks ago asked me who did I think would win it all. He believed the Bills, and as that was right off of the Bills losing streak. Uncle might be just right. Uncle might be and right. I had another cousin say the Chiefs, and we kind of disagree with that. And at that time, I was like, hey, yeah, you really need – I said, you really need to watch out for Baltimore because Lamar Jackson has all the offensive pieces he needs. And think about it. His most – his favorite weapon in David Andrews uh, has been gone virtually for almost half the season now. So here you have a guy who, after the end of last year, had all the controversy about was he hurt, was he trying to play out for a contract. And remember – There were the statements he allegedly made that he wanted out of Baltimore. And now here you have a team where the defense is starting to show like the old Baltimore defense. 
So this is the team I saw coming down to Pike. I took a 10 to one ticket early in the season for Baltimore to win it all. It's probably now a minus ticket or very close to plus money. So I'm not surprised that Baltimore's uh, showing at all. I never thought that Lamar Jackson, after he, after he made Brock Purdy look like the last man drafted in a draft, I said, this is Lamar Jackson's to win. I didn't even really think Tua was in the mix of things. But because of Lamar Jackson, and there's nobody else on this offense that you could say, oh, they might also be an offensive player of the year too. That's different with Purdy, and that's different with uh, with Tua, where they have two players on their team that could arguably be offensive player of the year. So that's why I knew that Lamar Jackson was definitely the MVP of the league maybe about four weeks ago. The crazy thing is it's not just Mark Andrews that he's been without. He's on running back number three. The offensive line has been a little bit banged up. This has basically been Lamar Jackson and a really underrated defense. Everybody's talking about Lamar because he's been so good. Outside of Cleveland, Baltimore is also the best defense in the NFL. But it's been the last couple of weeks where Baltimore has really shown us, KJ, that they're so much better than everybody else. You could argue that they've played the number two and three teams in the NFL behind them over the last couple of weeks, San Francisco and Miami, and they've beat them like a fiddle, 89-38 combined. Is anybody close to Baltimore? Can anybody beat Baltimore? Well, probably any of my wrong answers making a tight end into an offensive lineman with a little with a little Patriots mistake there. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Andrews. Uh, I got David you. Andrews, the David Andrews Center for the Patriots. Can anybody beat Baltimore? Well, one, could they go to Baltimore and do it? And I think there's a chance, yes. Is there a team potentially Buffalo? Because in the same argument I had with my with my uncle, I said. Buffalo is going to be a dangerous team because the attention and the favoritism is not being painted all over them. Buffalo, if they get away from their mistakes, that they, they could be undisciplined. I just haven't seen that undisciplinedness from Baltimore. And it usually would, it would start with John Hart, with, with, with John Harbaugh. Some of his decision making, not going, you know, tending to go for it when you've got one of the greatest kickers of all time. So I haven't seen those type of coaching mistakes that I'd seen in the past that some of they tried to stick on Lamar Jackson, like he can't win the big game. It's like, no, don't go for two when your offense just went through a defense like a hot knife through butter, like do it again in overtime. So I don't see some of those coaching weird decisions from Baltimore that I've seen over the last couple of years. Baltimore now to win the AFC, according to bet MGM plus one fifty. The Bills and the Chiefs are the second co-favorites at four to one. The Dolphins have fallen all the way to six to one. The Browns thirteen to one to win the AFC. Uh, the Jaguar, I should say, the Jaguars and the Browns right around thirteen to one. And then if you want to bet a long shot, thirty-five to one, you can still get the Texans. You can get the Colts at fifty to one to win the AFC and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think they're going to get in. You can get them at a hundred to one to come out of the AFC. It's weird, man, because at the beginning of the season, everybody was obviously talking about the Chiefs. They were coming off of the Super Bowl. And then for a minute, people started talking about the Dolphins. And then for a little while, people were talking about some of these other teams. It's clearly the Baltimore Ravens right now. What do you think about the Browns, dude? Are the Browns legit? They're in. Are the Browns legit? Joe Flacco, they can win playoff games? So... An interesting thing could happen on the way to the Super Bowl, which is 
let's say the Browns as the five seed beats Jacksonville in that opening game, which is a real possibility, and I think it happens. Then for you sure. have a match. Then you have a matchup of a Baltimore team that hasn't played for a week versus a Browns team that's still playing. Now, there is a part of me that wonders when does the flowers come off of Joe Flacco, right? Like even Rocky lost the very first Rocky movie. People tend to forget that. So I don't know if Balt- if there's one pebble in the shoe that could be Baltimore. It could be the Browns because it's in division. It'd be a third time they've seen them. And Joe Flacco has been the most stable they've had at quarterback all season, even after, you know, even when Deshaun Watson was in there, it was still kind of up and down with the Browns for a little bit. So I don't know if the Browns are going to win the AFC, but if they beat Baltimore, then then you'd have to look at one of the others, probably the Bills or the Chiefs, and that could be an opening round game depending on what happens with the Bills and the and, and the and, and the Dolphins this week. So I don't see the Browns as a, as a Super Bowl as the AFC winner, but they could be the team that upsets Baltimore on the way to finding out who does go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. The Browns, by the way, beat Baltimore in Baltimore in November. So we know was that Joe now. Flacco there? <laughs> like, yeah. Look, Joe, you mean Joe Montana Flacco? That's oh, KJ no, Carson. Uh, dude, he's looking pretty good on the sports machine, Sean Levine. The daily tip here on the BetQL Network. All right, the other, I would say, huge game, and I'm glad we got a few hours together this morning, brother, here in 2024 because there's a lot to get to, a lot yeah. of things still up for grabs. Buffalo could still win the division. Buffalo could still crazy. miss the playoffs. Everybody right. pretty much in the AFC South can still win this thing. But let's talk about the Detroit-Dallas game that we saw oh, on Saturday night. I got to oh. tell you, dude, as a sports fan – as a guy that goes by the nickname, I know it's the corniest in the world, the sports machine. I like to think that I know at least a little something about sports. It's very 19-inch television, yes. <laughs> I, I hate when those things happen, man. Like, everybody was confused at the end of the game. Not just me, but the players and the referees and the coaches. That was just a silly, goofy way to end the game. And I was asked the other day, well, how about Dallas winning a game like that? Dallas didn't win that game. Dallas literally had three plays, three separate two-point conversion plays at the end of the game, KJ, right? The first one, they allowed Detroit to score on the controversial play that I'm sure we'll talk enough about. The second time, Dallas had the penalty. The third time, Dallas let the dude open who dropped the ball. All three times, Dallas screwed it up, yet somehow they won the game. So I don't know about you, but as far as who I give credit for and who I'm more impressed with, I think I'm more impressed with Detroit, even though Dallas won the game. See, that's absolutely crazy. Like, what Detroit did was literally get married, cheat, apologize, cheat again, apologize, and then try to have a third affair in the first I'm month. I'm a change man. No, listen. I'll be different this time. See, here's the thing. One, you take those things to the grave. And two, after the penalty – you should be kicking for the points. You went down the field in four or five plays with no resistance. You have to believe, if you're Dan Campbell, that your offense can get you down the field and get you another touchdown, or your defense had just stopped Dallas, okay? You can stop them, get the ball back, kick the field goal, win the game on the road, and the conversation is totally different. 
the makeup of the NFC is totally different. You would now be the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, other things would happen in the draft, like if the Patriots would be like number two in the 24-24 draft. But all these different things that has me thinking, is Dan Campbell ready for prime time? And the answer, I think, right now is no. Look, I applaud playing and going for two on that first play because you try to win the game. But when you get penalized and backed up, you give – I'm baffled. Like, send your field goal kicker out. Take the point. Play it in overtime. Try and win the game there. You can, Okay. You gave Dallas that victory, so I'm on the opposite ledger with you there. I'm not impressed with Detroit at all. This is the game that I thought that if they went on the road and won the game, I don't care if a foot was on the rope. I don't care if they used a bell. I don't care if they pulled a chair from underneath the mat. I don't care if they knocked out the referee and brought in their own referee. The idea is to win the game on the road because you're eventually going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. Now, they, they're going to have to play at least two games on the road where they potentially may have only have to played one if they won that game. Can you imagine if it was Mike McCarthy that made that call on the other side? We know in the playoffs, especially, he's had a couple of um, questionable play calls at the end of games. Can you imagine oh. if he was like, we're going to line up for two again. We're going to line up for two again. People would be roasting him. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. Jerry Jones would get on the microphone like Vince McMahon and say, you're <laughs> never getting into the Hall Ring of Fame. You'll never get into the Ring of Fame and slam the mic down and walk off and, you know, break glass. Well, maybe I'm combining wrestler Stone Cold or no chance or whatever it is. He would be immediately disowned by Jerry Jones if he had pulled that off. But because of Dan Campbell, we celebrate him. Oh, he's look at Riverboat Ron Rivera. We call him Riverboat anymore. I would really hate for Detroit to blow their chance to have two. They blew their chance to have two potential playoff games at home. And now they're looking at just because of greediness. So we can argue about it was a weird play call. Who was right? The referee, the lineman, whatever. The rule is so silly. One thing I don't understand is how come referees don't have to answer to some sort of public? Like, and I know the sanctity of the game, blah, 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 all that stuff. But think about it, man. The players have to answer. The coaches have to answer. Even in the court of law, cops have to answer. How come referees, no matter what they do, KJ, we've got like a minute left. No matter what they do, they're just completely free of any sort of, no, just go ahead. You're good. It's called qualified immunity. See, they're immune from oh, any BS. type of – Well, someone, some would say in other regards as well. But here's the thing. They are part of the NFL. The, the NFL referees get paid by who? The NFL, not by the teams. In fact, even when you use the balls in the game, the teams have to give the balls to the referee. The referees don't bring the balls. So, they're, they're qualified immunity. <laughs> Talking about balls with K.J. Carson early on in careful, son. <laughs> Good to have you along with us. Coming up next, let's keep talking football. Let's talk college, man. It's the playoffs. Playoffs? The playoffs are today. We break it down right here on the BetQL Network.
The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.